and in even in such difficult times we've not stopped seeing your direct involvement and love Yemen was killed in battle in Gaza when he pushed his way forward. This past week was no different. This was this is actually a wild story. Rebagnell came over on Tuesday. And I was telling him that I still didn't get the notebook from Benjamin, that I have been waiting, this little pincast that Benjamin wrote in the army, that I heard he has written great things in it, and I have not gotten it yet. And I was very I've been very upset about it. And then on Tuesday, Rebagnell said, Well, are you dominating for it? And I thought that was very odd because I always daven for the small things. I daven for my challah to taste good. I daven for the weather to weather to be kilo. I'm I'm used to like not right. We, we, I'm happy to daven for small things in addition to the big ones. Um, but then I was wondering like why am I not davening for this? And I, I was trying to think of like what could it be. And then I I, I I I came to me that I just felt maybe in Aza they need the notebook more than I do. So said, let them have it. I'll get it some point afterwards. And after I accepted that, like said, I'm going to dive in that it doesn't get lost and I'll get it at some point. But I just resigned. Like I just, I just said, said, I'm, I'm fine with not having it. I just completely accepted. Anyway, at that point in the afternoon, I went up to Benjamin's room and I found a paper. It was literally a kiss from Hashem. Um. This paper was a list of, um, Binyamin made a list of about 55 things that he wants. And we tried figuring out when he wrote this. And based on some of the things that he wrote, we figured it's probably about 11th grade, maybe beginning of 12th grade. So if he's 16, maybe 17, yeah? I'm gonna just share a few. So when he wanted to go to Uman and to come back, um, and this so clearly this was around that time. Um, anyway, to eat healthy and to work out like Kravi style. Um, so he should have good friends and do well on his bagriot. Okay, so again, keep in mind 1617. Okay, I want to be in a, in a more of elite, an elite unit. I want to be in good connection to all my mishpacha, hamorchevet, beikar mishpachti, the extended family, and especially my family. Lilmod ha beitorah, ladat litpalel, litpalel bekavana, lakachat zman lehitbodet. Shieli maspik kesef. So Benjamin, by the way, had a thing. He never wanted. He wrote another piece of. He found another notebook. He didn't. He never wanted a lot of money. He just wanted enough money, and he actually like calculated how much he needs to live off of, and the rest he can put away, not keep it in his pocket. He had like this whole system. Um, I'm going to go through more, but understand that out of this page, about 55 things, he did calculated anywhere between 80 and 90 percent. There's another thing on here. She at least there's also another one, they're Kova Susim. Nahon, Yosef, Efata, Nahon. They're Kova Susim So some are a little negotiable because he said, Shiyem Mashiach Vetriyat Ametim Vebeta Mikdash. I don't know, maybe it's negotiable. Maybe Mashiach's already uh, slowly marching his way. But there's one that I really want to focus on, Liot Anav, that he wants to be um, modest. This is on his list when he's 16. 
maybe 17. I said, maybe I shouldn't be telling. And she told me that when Rav Steinman, Rav Eilish Steinman died, he said his tzabah lifnechen, nobody's going to talk about me. I don't want anyone's, you know, sharing my innards and speaking about me. And after he died, another rabbi said, no, no, we're going to talk about him because we have to learn from him. So it was said, they're sorry, Binyam. I'll have to, whatever. I guess my question to you, I mean, there are a lot of teens in the room. There are a lot of parents in the room. There are a lot of elders in the room. Like, what's your list, right? What do we put on our list? What would he write now? What would he have changed? What would he have modified? This was at the very beginning. So he wanted to understand things. He wanted to get more convicted in his Yiddishkeit. He wanted to go on hikes with his family to eat good food, to enjoy Shabbos, and he should be witnessing a great miracle, a nice and open miracle. Again, I, I, I beg to think of all, but you should think what's on your list. Liot bli smartphone. I want to tell you, I think that's why he had the list. He had time to actually think of what his heart desired, not because of what other people were talking about or desiring for themselves or desiring because other people wanted them. You know, the godless is Binyamin when he wrote this. He wasn't yet the Binyamin the giant that we, we that the people know him now as. He was the Binyamin, the 16-year-old, the wild, the crazy one. But he had a vision. He knew where he wanted to go. However you say it, but mitayal mangalim. He was going and doing about his inner desires. These, these are them. Liot kohen. I asked a few people. I asked Rishlam Akats, what does this mean to be a kohen? How can he be? I don't want to waste my abilities. And I think really, this one sums it up so much. As a 16-year-old, he's questioning, why did I come to this world? Now, I think that if we all stop and think, what would our list be? In all honesty, I think if we made our list before the war, before October 7th, it would be a very different list. Now, I think we're really realizing that we paid attention to Shtuyot before, and I think we all understand that if we made a list now, it would be a little different. I asked Matan, who is a Chayal Bodeh that was in Binyamin's group last night, what did he, what does he remember that was read on the, from this notebook? And he remembers, this is what he said. All I remember was that he wrote how he felt he was born for this war and that it's a privilege to fight for Am Yisrael. He was definitely born for this war. I don't know if he's busy fighting in Shemayim or chilling with Rabbi Akiva or, and leaving it up for us to fight with our new strength that he's left for us in this room and, and beyond. But he's fighting. 
one way or another, he's winning this war because we are becoming men. When we were told the news on Shabbos of Hey Kislev, I kept asking, Ech, naflugi borim, how is it even possible that such a warrior could be taken down? But I learned very quickly, he didn't fall. He was taken up in a horse and chariot like Eliyahu and Navi. Maybe those are the horses he wrote about, I don't know. Taken up because he can accomplish so much more up there. He is accomplishing so much more. I feel it as his mother. And even though we are in pain, I mamash feel that this zoche, we are zoche. That Shlomo King Solomon had uh, the wisest man, yeah? So women, two women came and they said, this child is mine. She's saying, no, he belongs to me. So he says, perfect. So let's cut him in half and you get half and I get half. And she gets half and everything is good. And obviously what happens, we know the story, the real mother says, no, no, don't. It's better that she has him and that he's alive. I don't know, I just felt. Instead of Binyamin being half here, half there, said Hashem, take him. Let him be with you. Binyamin was half here, half there. I'm the real mom. I'm the real Hashem, you take him. He's doing more up there. Binyamin, you wanted lo lebazbez et hayacholot shelcha lavin lamavata laolam. Our kila, our shchona, our medina, our am, bezrat Hashem, we're all learning from Binyamin. We're going to make our list of wants. And Be'ezrat Hashem transforms to true greatness. I have one last thing that here I ask of Hashem. Parshas Miketz ends with Binyamin, kept behind, taken as a slave, and the rest of the rest of the brothers returned to Canaan. Yosef was trying to see, Ziam doing tshuva. This is our brothers doing tshuva. The very beginning of next week's parsha. Yehuda comes forward. Yosef just can't hold it in anymore. My tefillah to Hashem. Hashem just says, "Ani lo yachol itapek." Yehuda comes up. The Yehudim come up and chu chuva. Hashem says, "Okay, I'm not going to hold back anymore. I can't." Yes, you are. 
What is it that I'm here on this world to do? This Binyamin Tzadik is Machayim, which means he obligates all of us. He was 16 years old, 17 years old, when he wrote a list. He didn't know he's going to die a few years later. He didn't know he's going to die. But it's Machayim, which means it obligates each and every one of us. And no matter how many years older, not no matter how many, the more years older you are than 16, 17 years old, and you don't have a list. So you can't say, oh, well, it's 2024. Uh, right? Come on, who writes lists? Who, who, who has the uh, uh, time or the focus to write a list? He's writing a list. Mashiach should come. He's writing a, writing a list. And what I, what I like about it also is that his list seemed to be so, so human. He's writing, I want to be a Kohen. I want to be close to Hashem. He's writing, I want to 
have enough money that I could that I could make a living at the same time. I want to make enough. I want to have horses. I want to. He was he was in touch with himself. And did he know that? I don't know how many years. I don't know how old he was when he when he was murdered. But did he know that a few years later, us over here in the yeshiva? I don't know how many people are going to watch this video and get inspired. Did he know that his little list that he wrote between he and himself is going to become an inspiration to to people? That it's like unfathomable. Sometimes you think you're doing this little thing. My little life of wanting to have horses. My little life of of davening that I want to go to Uman. I thought of you. I thought of the Chevra who, who went, I want the Orot. I want to connect to Rav Nachman. I want to connect to the Tzadikim. He didn't, have, he didn't know someday someone's going to be sharing his list after he's dead. But if we would live like that, each and every one of us, and you can't say that you're too young because he wrote it when he was 16 or 17. So everybody here is above 16, 17. So it's Machayev. It obligates each and every one of us to really think, like, what is my life about? What really is my life? And I like the line that she said that he didn't have a smartphone. He didn't have a smartphone. Maybe that's why he wrote the list. Maybe that's why he wrote the list. is because he actually had time to think about what is my life going to be? And I'm sure we all, we all have excuses. Everybody has excuses. We all have excuses. We all have distractions. We all have reasons not to write the list. But it's, it's, uh, it's a, uh, I don't know, it's, to, me, to me it's so powerful and it's so, um, it's humbling. It's humbling to hear a mother talk about her son who just was murdered uh, um, um, less than a month ago or whatever, or a month ago, to talk about, um, about her son like he was this, Tzaddik, you know what I mean? Like this real tzaddik. And then another thing that I liked a lot, not because of the army, I thought of some of you as well, that he said, like, I know that this is my mission. People get all mixed up into like, oh, well, is that good that that's your mission? Like, oh, my mission is to make a lot of money. Oh, well, should I make that mission? Oh, my mission is this. Buddy, at least you have a mission. Do you have a mission? Like, what's your mission? Oh, I'm going to wait till I'm 35 to have my mission. Why are you waiting till you're 35? This kid was 16, 17 years old, and he, and he doesn't know. Right? I was talking to, uh, to uh, uh, someone the other day. Uh, it's one of my, uh, there he is. I was talking to Akiva the other day, and I was sharing, I don't know, yeah, Akiva, I don't know if I have the quote, I don't know if I have the quote, there's like a chart about this, and I've said this, you guys have heard this from me before, that like, how do you know? How do you know if you're old or you're young? Right? You've heard this from me. Why? Because you don't know when you're going to pass away. So you might think you have time. You might be 18 years old, and you're like, oh, I'm only 18. Meanwhile, a 30-year-old could live till 80, and you live till 60. So you're actually older than 30 years old right now in that in that matrix. <coughs> So, so you think you're young. Oh, I got time. How do you know how much time you got? And again, 
God willing, everyone will live a long, long, long life. But what, why are there any guarantees? I mean, I'm talking about someone getting murdered, chas shalom, or someone dying at 21, 22, 23. First of all, you never know that, number one. Number two, so if you live till 60, and, and someone else who's 40 lives till 90, you do the math. You're the same age. So, I mean, you at 18, 19 years old are actually older than a guy who's 40. So, so we don't know. We don't know. And maybe sometimes we have uh, our brothers like this, like this, this holy Binyamin who passed away and he's in Shemayim. You know, like the mother said, like maybe he's fighting in Shemayim. Maybe he's like, okay, I've got to send this message to my boys, to my, to my chevra, to my brothers who are so distracted. And stop getting distracted. Like, stop getting distracted. Like the mother said, like, what would your list be now after the war than before the war? It's a whole different world. The world is a different world now. Your future was changed. All of our futures were changed in a significant way. It doesn't happen. It does not happen. Rabbi Lazarus, Kenai Nahara, right? In his lifetime, Baruch Hashem, Ken Yirbu, should live Arichas Yamim Vishanim, Rabbi Lazarus. Amen. Rabbi Lazarus, never in his lifetime, and I don't even have to ask him if it's true what, I was, what I'm saying, ever experienced anything for the world as we did, Simchas Torah. Never. And he probably never imagined ever he would experience something so crazy like that. That this is where Kalal Yisrael is holding? This is what the world... And what's the Eitzah? Yeah, you're going to read a little politics. What are they going to do in Gaza? You think things are going to get... You think things are going to get easier and smoother and anti-Semitism is going to now calm down? What are you, crazy? The world is just getting started with the, with the wackoness. The world is just getting started. And then you want to say, what is my list? So what's my list at the end of the day? What is my list? Question, comments, please. I'm sure many of you from watching the video have, uh, have a lot to say and a lot to share. Um, that, that's my piece. Yes, Yeshaya. I found it very moving when the mother said that she is, she's like being a bot there and that everyone's felt like that was that really like uh, yeah. really powerful saying. Amuna. That's Amuna. Yeah. Which is interesting because the Mesil Jasharim then says there's there's something called the next world. <laughs> there's something called the next world. This world is called Alma de Shikra. Which means this world, I always ask people um, when, they, when they challenge, this is one of my thoughts, um, when people challenge, um, you know, well, the next world, am I going to feel, am I going to know what's going to be? When a person dies, what's going to be? I'm sure, I'm sure anyone who thinks a little bit about life thinks about that. So what's going to be after you're dead? Like, what do you mean? Here I could feel, you have your five senses, you could touch, you could smell, you could hear. What's going to be in the next world? So is it like, what is that? It's all ruch, is this? So I just, I remember, I don't remember when I, when I came up with this shot, but I think it's mamish pashat shot. Simple. Without, you know, a, you know, svarim or a proof or anything. Just logical. This world is called, well, let, let me start like this. Could you, is, is, is what's happening now real for all of us? Am I standing here? Are you listening? Would you consider this world a real world? Yes. Is there real pain? Yes. Is there real joy? Yes. Is everything real? Yes. Do you feel that you're in a dream? No, you don't. You feel that it's real. 
Everybody agree? Okay. This world is called the world of Sheker, which means it's a world that's a lie. The next world is called what? Olam. It's like dreams to us now. Olam Ha'emes, which means it's true. So if right now in the world of Sheker, I feel and I experience, could you imagine how much I'm going to feel and how much I'm going to experience in the real world? It's like I remember we went on a trip, um, I think the second year of, of yeshiva, I think it was the second year, we went to Eilat, I mean, I think we went the first year, also we went to Eilat, and we went scuba diving. I'll never forget this. I remember the person who said this, and we went scuba diving, and uh, like, not, not full scuba diving, but we went uh, uh, snorkeling, and, and there's a place where you see these gorgeous, Kiva, you remember? These gorgeous fish, and the corals, and it's gorgeous, gorgeous. I remember a guy, great, great guy, gets up afterwards with his, with his goggles and he walks up the thing and he tells everyone, he's like telling everybody, oh, this was awesome. And he says, oh, it was just like in the movies. <laughs> you guys got it? You guys don't even get it. You're like, yeah, of course. <laughs> You're like, yeah. He's that's... got it from somewhere. Exactly. Meaning, what's the, what's the Sheker and what's the MS? You're comparing the real fish and the real this to the movies. Why? Because when you live in that world, your, your, your illusion becomes reality and your reality is the illusion. So if in this world now, we feel and things are so real, could you imagine what it's going to be in the next world? So a person says, okay, but I'm here in this world. You're right, but you got a plan. you got a plan. you got to be a smart planner. Someone else, yes, thank you. Shkoki Shai. I'm sure someone else, yeah, I think they're. Nothing. The fact that we can see and feel and everything in front of us is what proves to us that it's actually real. And you're telling us that this is Shaka and the next one is going to be all my evidence. So what's going to prove to us in the next one that's going to be real? Well, you'll see. You'll see when you're. You'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't haven't been there yet. I I don't know. No, but one is Shekhar, one's Evans. You know, you remind me of, I heard from Rabbi Wallerstein, Zichron and Tzadik Lebracha, that I've shared this with you also, that story, Menachem, you remind me of the story with the, with the fish all the way down in the sea and the little young fish are talking to the older fish and the older fish are saying, you know, there's this place up, if you go all the way up to the top of the, of the thing, there's like these like, uh, beings that stand up and it's out of the water, and then they go ahead and they grab this, this net, and it comes, and it gets you, and then they can throw you in this frying pan, and it's very hot, and the little fishies are sitting there saying, <laughs> listen to this you know, crazy story that Grandpa's telling me about this myth of what's up there. You know, When will that be proved What's up there? When are they going to know whether it's true or when it's not true? So the little cutie fish starts swimming up and swing, swimming up, being a little bit risky. You know, come on, could it be true? Could it be true? The only time they're going to know that it's true when, when, it's, all, when it's too late to do it's anything about it. When, it's, when you're in the frying pan. 100%, but like, it's, not, it's okay. Yeah, I'll take... I'll, I'll, I, 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 I'll tell you the connection. I'll tell you the, I mean, awesome, I'll tell you the connection. We're the little... Cutie fishies, and I know what I know what 
my father told me, and I know what my grandfather told me. I know what my great-grandfather told me. I know what the Ramchal tells me. And I trust the Ramchal more than I trust myself. Because the Ramchal know and knew in the Tzadikim and the Chavetz Chaim and all the generations before us and the Tzadikim before us. So I'm going to either go, okay, I'm either going with, right, let's, 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 let's put the scale, right? Who am I going with? I'm either going with TikTok or I'm going with, right, TikTok, uh, Netflix, what else? Snapchat. Oh, exactly. I'll, I'll either, you either, you're either that or I'm, going, or I'm going with this. Or I'm going with this. You choose. Right. Why obvious? Right. Okay. I agree. I said, but that's still the oil. My check. How do we relate to that? So what? So what am I missing? I'm missing something. How could it be? What do you mean? I don't understand what you're saying. I'm No, I'm saying it does make sense. But if the Sheker Menachem makes sense, could you imagine how much the Emes is going to make sense? If the Sheker, if the Sheker is so real... Could you imagine how real the real is going to feel? Again, if the Sheker feels so real, and the Sheker's like, what do you mean? But I'm here. But what do you mean? This is so real. Kalvachomer, Kolshkein, in the real world, is going to be really, really real. That's all I'm saying. Really, 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 really real. Yeah, correct. Different level. Right. 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 halacha now, but quoting the Chavetz Chaim, we learn the Chavetz Chaim, right? we learn Torah Sabayis, uh, and, and, and the way the Chavetz Chaim talks about this world and the next world, and he talks about it, how real the next world is going to be. He lived it. Or, 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 ready for this? Or because we are so exposed to so much of the physical of this world, we're less in touch with the truth. Deep down we know. But we're so, so physical, it's hard for us to imagine there's, there's the spiritual because we're so, so physical. We, we're in a generation where everything is so, 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 so physical. And we have to remind ourselves that a 20-year-old sweetie pie, just like you guys, is, doesn't, is, not, is not in this world anymore. And that's going to happen. It's going to happen to everybody here. Everybody here, one thing that's for sure, 
One of the greatest realities for a person to realize is one thing that's guaranteed for everybody here is that in a hundred years from now, and I know everyone says 120, but no offense. In a hundred years from now, nobody's, no one sitting in this room will exist in, in this world. Mashiach has nothing to do with it. Even when Mashiach comes, I'm basing it on Derech Hashem. Even when, right, I, I know I once said, and, yeah, correct, correct. But I'm just saying in case anyone's going to say, oh, there's a sheet that holds this. Even when Mashiach comes, still people are still going to live regular life and pass away. Until Tchias Amesim, until after that, until Olam Haba, we're not getting into the whole Derech Hashem thing now, but, it's, but, it, but, that's, the way, but that's the way it works. Mashiach, I know, many people think Mashiach is that, and that's not Gan Eden. I'll just say it quickly now, basically. There's Mashiach, yeah, Mashiach, and then after Mashiach, the world, we don't know how long it's going to be, the world gets destroyed, and then Hashem recreates the world, is, which is Olam Haba and Tchias Amesim. Tchias Amesim, you're a new body, your soul reconnects. But again, that's not for now. Nothing to do with Mashiach. When Mashiach comes, we could be sitting here just like we're sitting here now and Mashiach will come. Mashiach will come. And Mashiach's here. Mashiach's here. And we'll be, could be we'll be having shear. Could be we'll have to make a living. You're going to have to do all these things. Obviously, it'll be very, very different. Right, El Shibur Malchios Chovad. Right, that's that's going to be different. Maybe that's why they say some people say that that, that part of us being in Eretz Yisrael is part of of the fact that Mashiach doesn't come in one shot. Slowly it comes, but again, that's also not for now. Let's learn for Chavad. Let's learn a little Chavad time. Yes, Yosef. Well, drugs. Well, drugs don't do anything now, so for sure they're not going to do anything when she comes. <laughs> so probably, probably it'll be, it'll be more, it'll be more, it'll be, it'll be more not feeling. It'll be, it'll be more stupid. It'll be more stupid. If it's stupid now, for sure it'll be stupid then. Right. That's what I'm saying. You don't need it now either. Yeah. Exactly. If a person got high, if it, if it worked now and it was good now, that would be a good kasha. It doesn't work now either. So for sure. Okay, let's learn a halacha. Let's go. It's been a while. Um, what, what, what are we up to? I'm not up to date. Anybody up to date? 48. Day 46. Oh, so close. 46. Day 46. What do we do with our Right? I did 47 last time, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've got 47. Yeah, 47, right, because we did the family members. Very important. Some people try to be cautious when talking about others, yet when it comes to family members, they think they can say whatever they want. We spoke about this a little bit yesterday with some of the chevra, right? God willing, you'll see, even when you're married, you have to be careful talking about your in-laws, talking about your brothers-in-laws, your sisters-in-laws, and even when you have children, how you talk about your children. This is a grave misconception. By degrading one's own family, page 126, day 47, they can cause untold harm to the people they love most. And just to remind us, who do you hurt the most? You're going to hurt the people closest to you. So when everybody says... Well, yeah, that, that, that also, but you'll hurt your wife 
and your children, yeah, yeah. Correct. Them, you're yeah, yeah, right. correct. Yourself also as well. Yes, that's strong uh, codependent conversation, but not for now. By degrading their own family, it can cause untold harm to people they love most. Right? Like I say many times, oh, Ari, I really wanted to focus this year, but because I saw the video, I wanted to share with everybody. So remind me, Mir Tashem, tomorrow. Okay, we'll see what the story with tomorrow. Yeah, we should have shared tomorrow. Um, is that uh, I want to, even though it's Parsha, so we'll have to tie in, I wanted to follow up from yesterday about um, Ari challenged me um, on, the, uh, on the bad news and good news. And I just want to emphasize the good news that everybody here in Mir Tashem will have an amazing relationship with their wife. Everyone here is going to make it and they're going to have, they're going to be a great father and they're going to work on themselves. And Baruch Hashem, we're in a yeshiva where you're going to focus and you do focus on what's important, on what's most important. And that's being a great husband and being a great father. So I just want to emphasize that from yesterday because yesterday we were more in the, um, in the bad news. There is no bad news. There's bad news. Okay, we're going to, I don't know if I'm going to, <laughs> okay, I'll go with Ari now. There is no bad news because everybody's going to be a great husband. That's what Ari's saying. Very good. But if you weren't in here, if you weren't here yesterday, there is bad news. If you heard the bad news yesterday, you can hear the good news. You still don't agree. Okay, I'll have to. I'll have to do chuva for tomorrow as well. I'll have to think about it. Okay. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. Many times, guys are like, "Oh, well, my roommate." The reason I can't stand my roommate, this is a biggie, the reason I can't stand my roommate is because I don't love my roommate. So that's why I get angry at him. I, I, that's why I can't deal with my roommate. That's why he frustrates me. But my wife, I'm going to love. So of course I'm not going to yell at her. Of course I'm not going to get upset at her. My roommate is my roommate. Not true. Uh, not true. It's the exact... The exact, you, it's the exact. It's going to make you more upset. Exactly. When you love someone upset. and someone's closer to you, you're going to give, be even more upset. So if you have problems with your roommate now, you're going to have bigger problems with your roommate when when it's your your real roommate for life, and especially when it's not uh, uh, it's not it's not a guy, meaning it's it's someone who's very different than you, more different than your roommate. A girl is very different than your roommate. So it's going to be even more challenging. Baruch Hashem. Correct. Amen. Exactly. Okay. Um, so anyway, back to here. So that's why you people think, oh, I'm not going to talk Lashon Har about my family. I'm not going to talk Lashon Har about... That's not true. Unfortunately, Hashem should help is that many families are, are uh, broken apart. Many siblings, many in-laws, etc., you know, have machlokas and have problems all because of Lashon Hara. So Hashem will help each and every one of us. We'll continue with more examples here to Hashem tomorrow. Hashem will help us. It should be a uh, Nechama. What was the last? Oh, oh, Benjamin Mayer? I don't know his mother's name, but I know his name. Benjamin Mayer, his father is Benjamin Mayer. Um, and, his, and his mother and his father and his family should have a Nechama. Should be comforted. They should be Zoha. Who? With a client spot, he asked for his spot. Oh, for a full shlema. David Yehuda and he should have a full shlema. And all of. Who? Hashem should help. Hashem should help. 
um, all of Klal Yisrael, Achenu Kolbeis Yisrael. We can't forget. We can't forget that that our brothers and sisters and our family members are in a lot of pain. There are a lot of people. There are also a lot of there are a lot of soldiers who are injured. We don't even know. I don't even know the amount of soldiers. And injured doesn't doesn't mean they scraped their elbow and they had to get uh, stitches. Elmo, uh, right. They're missing their elbow. They could be, there. correct. There, there could be a lot of people who are missing. Hashem Yerachim. Hashem Shev Rachmanus and all of us. Have an amazing first day of the rest of your life. Right, yeah. All right, good. We got it.